Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good afternoon and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International with two of the most wonderful broadcasters you're ever going to find across Parax and Togginet, New England's own Van Helsing. I'm, I'm looking for the two broadcasters. None other than Ron Kolek. No, there's nobody here. And all the way from the land of the Red Dragon, none other than the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve T. Parsons. T. Yeah, very yes. That's what he's been no. drinking all day. Yeah. It stands for the. Yeah. Steve the Parsons. Yeah. So, anyways, I think we ought to give him a <laughs> job. Yeah, wasn't it? I should let him do this all the time. Should we get him to do a trail for the show? Yes, definitely. Anyways, we'll that, like him up later. that was the voice of none other than the teller of curious tales, who to this day remains mysterious to all those except to all those who haven't met him. Very much so. Very mysterious. I like to be aloof. There you go. Aloofy. Anyway. Like a cat on a hot tin aloof. Mm. So we're here back in the uh, States again. Uh, you're here back in the States again. And I've never left. And they won't uh, let you out. I know they won't. They're afraid I won't come back. That's how much they love me here. No, they won't let you out. So, anyways, uh, the teller is, it was up in Portsmouth today doing teller stuff. <laughs> no, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Same thing. Yeah. Yesterday, today. It was yesterday somewhere in the world. Today was yesterday somewhere in the world. It was a time slip. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you went on one of the ghost tours, right? Yeah, I had one of, one of the ghost tours with, uh, with Roxy Zwicker last night. Um, and it was fantastic. There was only five of us. It wasn't brilliant. Oh, it, it was, it was <laughs> more than brilliant. It was fantastic. <laughs> he walked straight into that. <laughs> I don't go in. <laughs> I'm going to be picked on. No, you're in the middle. <laughs> I can't get out. I'm trapped. Mm. He is in the middle. That's right. <laughs> I can't even get to the door. That's a nice shade of red. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so do they, do they vary? I mean, were they different than like, I mean, the one, got, the one he hasn't been on before. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. You've never been on a ghost tour before? I've been on plenty. I used to do ghost tours. In the UK? Yeah. Yeah. So did you hear them in the teller of Curious Tales voice? No. No, that's but that's only done for, what for this. Top hat? Did you do it in a Chuck E. Cheese voice? What's the Chuck E. Cheese voice? <laughs> Priming. You don't know. You don't have Chuck E. Cheese in the UK. No. Oh, I'm missing out on something clearly. Yes, I've just been to Wendy's. Yeah, no, Chuck E. Cheese is a uh, a place that you go to get rid of your kids. I mean, no, you uh, you have <laughs> that's you, Wendy's. <laughs> you have like birthday parties and stuff. It's um. You know, Wendy's. Chuck E. Cheese, so it, it's they have pizza there, but then they have all kinds of toys for the kids and bouncy houses and all that stuff. So you go in and get tokens and, yeah. yeah. Is there one near here? No, I hope not. I'm just thinking for Steve later, we could put oh, that's an idea, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that's the sort of shit. Yeah. I, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to deflect the... Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
everything you we, we set together. We and can I'm gang just, up on you. And I'm just sitting quietly. I haven't caught you in the crossfire yet. Well, the thing is, you're both looking at me as if yeah, to say, we, we've, got your, we've got I'm not going to you. just happen to be in the way. I haven't <laughs> <laughs> so well, I, as you've set the tone. Okay. Mm, yeah. So, so the tour was good. You shot the first gun. You did. So anyways, um, you, you've done British ghost tours. You've gone on British ghost tours. How do they vary? Are they different from the American one? Yeah, well, I have ghosts. No. Yeah, and the places are a lot older. Yeah, that's well, true. So we have it, door handles that are older than this country. Yeah, you've said that before, you know. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think the formula is pretty much the same. You go around a place supposedly haunted and you tell ghost stories. And annoy people uh, who live in the houses. Yeah, yeah, there is that. I mean, some places they do the whole dressing up and have people jumping out on you, which personally I don't like. That's kind of... I I just think that's a bit cheap. It's kind of like Spur Quest. (laughs) (laughs) In search of fear, (laughs) In search of pirates. Yeah, that's There's a lot of dressing up. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll give that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. There were some good costumes though on Friday night. Oh, that was the lowest number of costumes we had. Uh, I'm going to give a cash prize out next year, so that'll draw them up a little better. Well, you disqualified me as well as I should. Fair enough. Members of the uh, the Twitter, are we? <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I, I, we can't get we can't. Yeah. Be uh, validated he's for it. Pound, painting himself into a corner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I don't what think. he's trying not to say is, we're not amputees. Uh, I am. Huh? I am. What? Oh, dare you? Now you've got cadaver bone. No, no, oh no, no, no! Look at the top of that finger, entirely <laughs> cut off. You said that was cadaver bone. No, no, this finger's cadaver bone. This is chopped off. Oh. Lots of little bits of me are gone. Is it haunted? It probably is. No, I mean, do you get haunted by the cadaver that's... You, you've never... I, I do the ghost tours for uh, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, and uh, I, they always... I always have to introduce, introduce how do I get in ghosts and all in the beginning. So I always tell them, and, and this is... Uh, of course, this is my finger, middle finger. And I said, and of course, in this one here, I cut off my fingers, and, and I even have cadaver bone here. So if I give you the finger, it's not really me. <laughs> It's haunted. It's a possessed, oh, possessed finger. finger. Yeah. Don't you, we talked about that on uh, Next Generation one time. We did a show on, like, body parts, if body parts were haunted. Uh, you know, if you had somebody else's body parts, could they haunt you? And, and oddly enough, there are a lot of instances where uh, people with other people's body parts have developed strange likings, and especially in the food. Food seems to be a big thing. They'll have things that they had never even ate before, couldn't stand, but now they have cravings for them. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of – you ever hear that, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah. There was a very famous Italian case, uh, I think, about 10 years ago, where a man had a head transplant. A head transplant. Uh, they're, not, <laughs> they're not very far off, actually. Yeah. Uh, they well, are the Italians, though. I mean, that's no, it's an Italian surgeon. He's been trying for the longest time to perform um, a head transplant. Yeah. Uh, to take somebody who's uh, paralyzed from the neck down mm-hmm. and give them an able body. He says that there is no medical reason why it can't take place, but uh-huh. there are lots of ethical reasons. But we have had face transplants. Yes, we have had one right yes. here in Boston. Quite a number of face yeah. transplants. Yeah. 
which must be. We had that distressing. woman that was uh, attacked okay. by her friend's monkey. Okay. Yeah. Just like in, like in, in the, yeah, just yeah. like in Karoo Castle. Did I say that right, Karoo? <laughs> they didn't give her a monkey's face, did they? No. That's a relief. Yeah. Or an improvement. Yeah, probably an improvement. <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean, they say technically the surgeon, uh, Massimo Hedgehog. He's Italian. Massimo Hedgehog. They, they don't know how to cut up things. Uh, well, he says it's technically possible. Technically yeah. possible. Mm -hmm. Be an interesting one. Yes, it would. Would you have it done? Because, if well, let me explain. It, it's interesting because here in Boston we have... Ted Williams. You ever hear of Ted Williams? No. One of the greatest That's baseball. Ted Bundy. Greatest, one of the greatest baseball players in the major leagues. And uh, when he died, uh, they had him frozen, uh, his head anyways. So I don't see, there's no reason that they, you know, they couldn't take his head and then put it on somebody else's body. And then there you go. Ted comes back alive and hits well, another 400 home runs. soar out properly. 400 home runs. Well, the other problem, of course, is would the the, the the new body have the physical attributes needed to play the game? I hope so. Because it might be the body of a, of a chef. Or, or a woman. Or a 300 A woman, that would be cool. Or it could have, you know, you could end up with the body of a 300-pound... Why would anyone say that Walmart... Say I said Walmart. No <laughs> Hey, we went to Walmart the other day and we saw a lady with a dog in a dress. Wait a minute, the lady had a dress on? No, the dog, the dog had the dress on. With the lady on. Uh, we didn't pay that much notice for Leah, did we? Sports attire. <laughs> Sports attire. Makes sense. And the dog had a dress Fancy on. Fancy dress with a dog, and she wears yeah. something. She yeah. yeah. The street. things you see in Walmart. Yes, well, they should stay in Walmart. <laughs> but uh, we, yeah. we, we nearly took a vacation in it. It in was Walmart. that big. Yes. Yeah. We yes. found a big store last night. Steve, Steve said that... Uh, there are some villages in the UK that could fit in there. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah. It's a big place. So I was unaware that the Teletoad uh, was a ghost tour at one time, a ghost or a holster or whatever. Yeah, I did uh, ghost tours. For where? Um, it's a, a manor house in South Wales called Llancaeach Vauer. <laughs> Something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, it was built in the 1620s. I'm really getting this well down. Good yeah, you're getting that, you're getting that. You come over and we... Well, they, they won't know me apart right now. <laughs> Little sheep under your arm and you'd be well away. Um, and it was, the manor house is brilliant. It was the built, sheep in a dress? Um, only the pretty ones wear a dress in Wales. Okay. I don't care, I mean. <laughs> that's only insulting his own. That's why you moved to Wales, wasn't it? No. For the sheep. For the sheep. It was yeah. because of the court In the case. dress. Ah, right. It was following the court case. I had to get out of the state line. <laughs> <laughs> well, this manor house... Um, built uh, just before the, uh, the English Civil War. And the Civil War played a huge part um, in the life of the family who owned the property um, because he was um, a royalist but changed sides to support... Uh, they call that a traitor, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was looking after his own family and his own interests. Mm. You know, technically, uh, historically speaking, the English Civil War is actually the second English Civil War. Oh, really? Because the War of the Roses... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did actually was, divide from, yeah. ...was a civil war. And many historians will actually <clears throat> put it down as the second civil war. 
I have a bookshelf game of War of the Roses. Ah. It's so confusing, though. <laughs> It's easy. One stand, one side stands that side of the battlefield, the other arm, and they pelt each other with alternating red and white roses. <laughs> it's really very. It's like cricket. It's a very straightforward, very simple game. Very proper game, right? It takes five days to play, and nobody necessarily wins. And if you're in, you can be out. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So Dylan, of course, is a, a master of the rules of cricket. Oh, I wish. You attend all of the games. <laughs> Only get paid to. <laughs> so, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that even the English don't understand the game of cricket? Of course we do. It's genetic. We, we were born knowing the rules of cricket. But you just made no, a story to the television. He's Welsh. That... He's Welsh. Yes. No, wait a minute. He's English. You're Welsh. No, I'm English, living in Wales. He's Welsh, living in England. Makes sense to me. So, of course, being English, I genetically already understand the rules of cricket. So what the hell are the rules of cricket? Well, it's like Fight Club. Rule one is you don't tell anybody the rules of cricket. (laughs) It's because they don't know them. They just make them up as they go along, I think. You put the ball in the wicket, you throw through it, if the guy gets the batter hits it. sound of willow on leather. Mm. Yeah. How's that? Whatever. Mm. Then you run that way, then you run that way, then you run that way, then you run that way. Yeah, put your leg before a wicket, and you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and then you go And you can stand at silly mid over. <laughs> yeah. And cow corner features a few off, few times as well. Right. Silly mid off. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a national cricket league in the UK? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do have. Yeah. Because you always hear about the soccer league or the football mm. league. We have a national league. cricket league, and we have an in- there is an international cricket competition where we always let the Sri Lankans, the Indians, and the Australians beat us. Because they, you taught them, and they're much better than you. They're better athletes. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen a wait a minute? Have you ever seen a UK athlete? There are none. We tend to we've got a very good job of actually um, allowing people to move from other countries, let them live in their country for three years, yeah. and then let them play for their national teams. Exactly. Yeah. How many... You just delegate your... your yeah. Well, we came second in all of the recent Olympics. Yeah, but how many people were really English or, or British? All of them. Yeah, right. You can't play... You can't be in the British Olympic team. They're, you know, different coloured ones, but, uh, yeah, how many... <laughs> What's the different colour got to? That's not... Oh, wait, wait, wait that's, that's what we're judge- talking about. No, Nutella no. just said that. That's you, no you judgment. You let the no. Indians or let the Jurekans no. come in, no, and no, you no. put them on your that's national no team, and then... That's no judgment. You got mercenaries. You're no, like the French no, foreign legion. Colour is irrelevant to nationality in Britain. We've been integrated. Well, we totally understand that, only yeah. because you have no athletes in your country, so you just have to import them. It's very simple. No. To be, no, that's not true. They're British born. Yeah, they're all British born. Yeah. Well, now, after you kept them there for so long. Except for Zola Bud. Zola Bud? Yeah, she had no shoes. I oh, felt sorry for it. Oh. So you made her an athlete. Yeah. yeah. yeah you look at the England rugby side and... There's quite a few. The coaches, Australia. Now we all know yeah. that the best teams are the from Australian New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. The Welsh coach is Australian. No, he's from New Zealand. There we are. It's close. Exactly. So, once again, prove my point. Nobody from the UK. Never, never seen the New Zealanders, Australians. The, America, the Americans who have the, um, which is it, is the American Football World Cup. Yes. And it's only American teams that are in it. Okay. So America wins the World Cup every time they have the competition. American Football World Cup. Exactly. Big difference. Exactly. Big difference. Is there a World Cup then, is it? 
No, it is in America. All the Americans in the world. Anyway, we're right along. Uh, so what happened to the Romans? Prideful, barbarians, elephants over the mountains. They built roads. Adrian's Wall. Ever been to Adrian's Wall? Yes. Really? Is it yeah. still there? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, what isn't well known, well, generally well known in, in, in history, everybody remembers Hadrian's Wall, but yeah. by the Empire, Hadrian. Because the Americans would say Adrian because they've got their H's. Hadrian. But further north of Hadrian's Wall is actually the northern outpost of the Roman army, which is the Antonine Wall. Antonine. Which also runs from coast to coast and was built by Antonius Pius, another Roman general and Caesar. Caesar. Hmm. So you have the Hadrian's Wall and the Antonine Wall. Yeah. You can see them from space. Yes. Because I... I understood that a lot of them, after, you know, over the years, they took a lot of stones from it and built barns. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that happens in a lot of yeah, castles and places. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. But, you, you know, they say that you can see Hadrian's Wall from space mm. with big enough binoculars. <laughs> Does, is it haunted? Oh. There are stories across the various points along the route. Oh, oh, we have a disagreement. I, no, I agree. You said no. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I didn't. Can we play that back? I think you said, oh, didn't we? Say, no. Oh, 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 Vindolanda being can we, one very can we play that back? I want to hear that. No. Oh. I didn't say no. Because I, I just played it back. What I, do you know, want? I, I know several examples of hauntings on Hadrian's Wall. Oh, cool. So, why don't you well, explain I would defer to the Great British Ghost Tour. Well, no, I mean, we, we can share stories. Carry that There's three blokes sitting here, or three chaps, or whatever you guys say. Well, what you me, saying? you, and Dylan. Yeah, no, me, you, and a tell of curious tales. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, where, uh, where did Dylan go? <laughs> you must have left him in the car again. I just popped outside and I've stepped in. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some, somebody just wet their pants with that. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh of yours. Dylan, Dylan's been trying his luck with the ladies today by saying cup of tea. Oh, yeah. I went into a shop in Portsmouth yesterday. Yeah. Just listening. Um, <laughs> she understands. Um, I went into a shop in Portsmouth yesterday, and the lady behind the counter said, greeted me and asked how I was, and I said, I'm very well, thank you, how are you? Oh, yeah. And she went, oh, What's you're, occurring? you're not from round here, are you? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. Um, and she said, could you just stand there and talk to me all day, please? Oh, I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought I wanted to. I thought it was quite yeah, nice. Are you tempted? How much do I get paid for this? When they say, are you English? Yeah. No. No, I'm Welsh. I got, I got accused of being Irish. Same when we were in, yeah. Where were we when the lady said, are you Irish? That was in uh, Market Basket, wasn't Market it? Market Basket. She asked me if I, if I was Irish. Uh, are you from Ireland? You're lucky to say Scottish. Very lucky. <laughs> Even the English can't understand the Scottish. No. But we can. <laughs> we enslaved them for long enough. <laughs> so anyways, back to Adrian's Hadrian's Wall. Adrian's Wall. Yeah, so share, share a story with well, us. Well, predominantly, well, one, Vindolanda, which is one of the forts. The, Vindolanda. Which is, which is along the wall, because at every, uh, one mile intervals along the wall, wall is a mile tower. And a mile tower was manned by a garrison of two or three men. 
than at greater intervals were um, uh, small military fortifications, right. one of which is Vindolanda. And at, then at one day's march apart were the big uh, base camp fortifications, like Camp Bastion. Were those like towns? The towns grew up around them. Okay. So the fort would inevitably, and many of the Roman soldiers, who incidentally weren't Roman, they were European from all across the oh, Roman most Empire. Most Romans weren't Romans. I hate to no, tell you. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, they brought families, they brought wives, they brought girlfriends, and merchants and traders grew up around the forts. And you, uh, but in the main, the. Ghosts of Hadrian's Wall relate to sightings of Roman soldiers patrolling or the sounds of Roman uh, cavalry galloping through, or indeed, in, in, in one instance, the attacking barbar- Scots uh, raiders, because along the intervals along the wall, there were gates um, through Hadrian's Wall, protecting fort- fortified gates, right. because the Romans encouraged trade with the barbarians, but they wanted to obviously control the flow of people. <coughs> so you have a mixture of these um, older, as you would imagine, it's Roman soldiers, galloping horses. So where do they see these Roman, Roman fort- so- soldiers? Where are they seen? Yeah, where are they seen? Uh, patrolling along the fort, standing in the fort, uh, or patrolling along the walls, along, along the wall, because the wall is still. I think, almost complete from end to end. Yeah, there are gaps where, obviously, roads have gone through, some have been taken away. But substantially, it's intact. Yeah. And it's not that high. Mm. Well, in some parts. In some high. parts, but in most of the time, it's a couple of feet. So, when it was originally around, how tall was it? It was. Depending on where it was, it, it was around 20 mm. feet high, and then it had a wooden palisade on top. There were towers. Uh, but in some places, they also used natural landscape features. So they would put a much smaller wall on top of a cliff or a, right, uh, a feature or run it along the river. So they, they, they fortified the frontier because it was the northern frontier of the Roman Empire. Uh, but they made the best use of the materials and um, geography. Huh. So tell you got a specific tale about the wall? Um, no, I can't really add any more than that. Well, Steve's already done. What's this? There's, there's no specific. Story. I mean, there, there are a number of stories in various places, but as for names, uh, without having a check on the actual names. Oh, that's all right. Marcus. Yeah. Marcus. Marcus. They're Marcus Brutus. Marcus Brutus Aurelius. Yeah, Julius. Fifth son. Diggus Biggus. Fifth son of Diggus Biggus. Yeah, yeah. General to Claudius. Yeah. Okay. What was that from? That was so funny. That was uh, Monty Python. Monty Python, that's right. Holy Grail. Holy Grail, that's it. That was, was it, uh, Life of Brian. Oh, Life of Brian. You're right, Life, Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Gladiator. Oh, oh right. Yeah. I don't remember Gladiator. We're, we're, we're that was a riot. Did, do you remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, can you not remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you've got to look up Life of Brian. Yeah. Ask for the... Uh, yeah, that's, that's... Is that a woman? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, yeah, check it out. <laughs> All right, so bring us back to what the heck we're talking about, which is ghosts and stuff. And you, you, you went to Portsmouth, and you have a Portsmouth in uh, the U.K. as well. And they're not anything alike, correct? Have you ever been to either one of them? They're remarkably alike. Are they really? They've got a port. No. Share that. They the are both, uh, well, I, it's not strictly Portsmouth, but it's Portsmouth Harbour. They're both naval bases. Mm. True. Um, they're both on the Atlantic. True. They're both probably rainy and sunny in the summer and... In fact, the only time they both do boat cruises yeah. around the harbour. Oh, there you go. The only time I've ever been to Portsmouth, and it was in, in England, and that was a long time ago, it rained. Our mutual friend, Norrie Miles, comes from Portsmouth. Yes, she does. Yes. yes, I hear she's writing a book on haunted Portsmouth. And um, I don't know, does, does Portsmouth, uh, New England, have a sub-district called anything like South Sea? No, not that I know. It's one of the major. Um, yeah. It also they also share a common uh, protective historic seaport or two. I do wonder though, from one of the facts that Roxy mentioned yesterday, was that um, where they are has the highest number of unsolved murders in the state. Really? I don't think Portsmouth, our Portsmouth, can can match that. Hmm. That's intriguing. A lot of those descend from the 18th and 19th century, but thankfully. Well, thankfully, we're nearly at the ad break. Why? Because I'm reading the... No, why are you thankful about it? Because we're halfway through. And I need oh, the I was bathroom. just getting warmed up. And I need the bathroom. But, yeah, I'm just saying, Ben is telling us that we're nearly at the break. No, no, we so still have two more minutes. So, anyways, the... the do they have haunted tours, walking tours? And yes. Yeah. I think most places, most towns, the um, major so cities they, in the UK, yes. Absolutely. Portsmouth yeah. has got ghosts. It's got several. You know, that's a newer thing in the US because uh, we have them now. We have a lot of them now. But, I mean, a few years back, we really didn't. We really didn't have that many of them. You know, there were, I mean, I, I took one in, in historic Williamsburg, which is, was really great. Actually, it was my first ghosty thing that I ever did. That was a candlelight one, which was kind of cool. Did you ever do those candlelight ones where they, everybody carries a little Oh, yeah, the, the one that I used to at the, at the manor house. Yeah. Um, health and safety wouldn't allow a naked candle, of course, so they had to be putting it in. A naked in, candle. Uh, they so they had to put it in a, so <laughs> in a lamp, you know. It was very, very good. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's big tourism business in the UK, oh, isn't it? Huge. It's huge. I mean, it keeps, keeps Richard Felix in. Yeah. The lifestyle to which you'd become accustomed. Right. Otherwise, he'd still be on the show. And uh, Richard <laughs> Jones is... Mm. Uh, is Why do I know that name, Richard Jones? Historian. He's also been on Most Haunted. Oh, okay. Cause and I he's been on Most Chronicles International. Has he really? really? Yeah, like I remember anything, Steve. Anyways, we've got to take a break, so... And I have to cough, so I'll do both at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to, maybe, maybe not, Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons all the way from right next door here. And uh, Ron Cohen <clears throat> and the teller of curious tales. <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Hi, Steve Parsons here looking for sea monsters in Tenby, West Wales. And I'll be over in New England looking for your sea monsters this coming fall. Join me, Ron Kolek, and a host of others at Spirit Quest 2018. We'll see you there. Dark themes of the Van Helsing theme tune fade into the distance. You're listening to part two of the Chronicles International. With, as it says on the wall of the office, Ron Kolek, the paranormal ghost hunter. Absolutely. I don't know whether that means that you are para- a paranormal ghost hunter. He's a dead, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, with New England's own paranormal dead ghost hunter, Ron Kolek. Mm. Me, of course, the gold standard in ghost hunting. And... And the teller of curious tales, you're listening to us hopefully live on Toginet or Para X, or maybe one of the podcasts, including iTunes. When you we say teller of curious tales, you're supposed to laugh because we go, Oh, that's a oh, thing. Sorry. <laughs> man, oh man, sit there playing with his That's phone. a nasty wheeze. It is. Yeah, it is. is. I was filming it from a blog. A vlog, rather. This is a blog or a vlog? A vlog. When we, uh, when we have uh, on the morning show... What uh, does the, doesn't the sat-nav do something weird? Hey, 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 the, hey. Yeah, in a second. You can go right weird. to it. Uh, when we end the morning show, when we have uh, conductor have Ken, uh, it's always all about. So, but. So, when we say to tell her, it goes... <laughs> Not as good as yours. I can't uh, do it as good as yours. I realize that. It's the tell her. Van Helsing, it's... Oh God! <laughs> anyway, yeah. So you were saying something about GPS? Satnav. It, it's got some great pronunciations, hasn't it? Oh my goodness! Yeah, the uh, Satnav in the car. She's decided to try and put on an American accent. Barston. Yeah, going to Barston. <laughs> Lawrence. Lawrence. La- Lawrence. 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 Wasn't Lawrence. It? Lawrence. Haverhill. What? That's yeah. even an Ireland accent. It's like me no, it doesn't. It just it uses uh, British pronunciation of how it how it thinks the American spelling is. Oh, very good. So Law, Lawrence, obviously L A W. It's saying Lawrence. because in the UK Lawrence would be L A U. More often, more common. Why am I not surprised with that? Because we put you in everything because it's all about you. Yeah, we? <laughs> very good. That should be your your tourist thing. Your your tourist motto, whatever. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, one other thing I was interested about is Scapa Flow. Oh, uh, yeah. 
You ever hear anything about Scapa Flow? Yeah, the British naval base in the north of Scotland where the German ground fleet scuppered itself and the Royal Oak was sunk by a German raider. Yeah. No, don't know much about it at all. And no ghost stories out of coming out of there. Oh, God, there are. I just asked you that. It's Britain. Do you not think that we'd have created a ghost around the Royal Oak <laughs> sinking the German fleet? The yeah. scuppering of the German fleet? Because they all sailed to Scapa Flow, surrendered, and then probably sunk themselves. Probably. Pulled the plug out. No, they did. Mm-mm. They pulled the plug out. Uh, but one of our crown ba- uh, capital ships were uh, was sunk there by German um, submarines, maybe. Yeah, one well, of those sneaky jer- foreign types. Those sneaky foreign types. And uh, it lies uh, rather like um, at Pearl Harbor. Oh, really? Is there, there a is memorial a, to it? There is a memorial to Royal Oak, and people can dive to Royal Oak, but it is a war grave. Yeah. So Royal Oak, rep- the wreck itself is reputed to be haunted. Hmm. So Ark Royal was the carrier that sunk the Bismarck. Well, yeah. one of the yeah, it was involved. Involved in it. What was Royal Oak? I've heard that name before. Royal Oak was one of our battleships. Was it involved in that as well? It was in heart. It was in no. It was uh, it was because I remember that name when it got something. attacked. Yeah. But Britain, we we tend to recycle the names. So we're five. We've had five Ark Royals. Yeah. Um. The most notable battleship was of course Hood HMS Hood. Yeah. Who took on the Bismarck? Yeah, we have a song about that by Johnny Horton. And uh, the Germans got a lucky shot in the uh, Prince the mag- of Wales, which hit the magazine yeah. of Hood. Not lucky shot. That's called aiming. Yeah, it was called the lucky shot. You know, aiming. In May in 1941, the war had just begun. Yeah, the Germans had the biggest ship. They had the biggest gun. No, it didn't. The Bismarck was the Bismarck what? wasn't bigger. Too bad. We said it as it is. <laughs> you weren't there. How do you know I wasn't there? America Nobody wasn't. knows how old America I am. How do you know I wasn't there? America wasn't there. Yeah. Not for the first time. <laughs> we have a song, too. You know the over there, so, over yeah. there. Well, the First World War version of that is, and we won't be there till it's nearly over, over there. Arriving in 1917, just for the after-show party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it was at, how, how long before World War Two? How long? Pulling your ass how out. How long? All right. Sooner or later, they're going to call. We'll get the call. Sooner or later. Yeah. Sooner or later, we'll, we'll get the call. We'll hold off the Germans. It's called the Battle of Britain. And then we'll wait for the Americans to realise that really? there's a war on. Right. In fact, that is a, that that problem has become a psychological problem for America. Psychological. Because after being, we no problems, after being you know so late to the last two world wars, they've been determined to start the next one. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> we figured out the formula. <laughs> and then we've got to kind of rescue them. We've saved America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're looking, to, looking forward to that. we got to do what? <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so... But, uh, okay, so... What about, about Lend-Lease? We'll, we'll sell you... We sold you our best junk we had. Broken ships. <laughs> it was the best we junk we had. We only finished paying for them in 2007. <laughs> but, uh... The Marshall yeah. Plan. Japan, <laughs> Japan's still paying for that now. Mm, yeah. yeah. Although we did give... The, Britain gave the world the Volkswagen. Excuse me. Britain. Wait a minute. Britain gave the world the Volkswagen. False. It means fake the, news. It means the people's car. Fake news. <laughs> no, not fake. Not bullshit. Fake news. You can't say that. It here. is a historical fact. Facts. After. You like when he says that. After World Facts. War Two. Fact. Fact. 
after World War II, the British Army... You will believe me! <laughs> ...instituted and recommenced production of the Volkswagen Beetle car. It was... Uh, and it, the job was given to a major in the British Army to restart the production lines at Volkswagen. And the VW... You know, he said, restart the production lines. Google which it. means they already existed. Google it. No, the British had smashed them to pieces. Look that in your Wikipedia. <laughs> the British had smashed them to pieces. Google it. That means it was there before. You don't get it. That's like saying there's a hole in the ground that was there before. The I, Americans, I the British, pool. the Americans, Americans, the British, we give industry so they can support themselves, just like in the Bible. You know, if you give a fish, a man eats one day. You teach him how to fish, he eats forever. And then the Americans will charge him a rental on it. Of course we will. But that's besides <laughs> the point. We gave you the fishing rod. You're going to pay for that for the next oh, 70 years. Says the guy who's, who in, in surfed their, their, their people to death, indentured them all on their farms, all their castles, like two people in all of England, and like everybody else worked for them for a little piece. And, of course, you couldn't touch any of the meat or the, the you know, game or anything. I'll just let him skate a little further out of the thin ice. Before I remind him, root slavery. <clears throat> we abolished <throat> slavery. <clears throat> what? <laughs> yeah, we did too. Took us a while. That's how... Yeah. So they were late again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd already done it. And then we uh, then we all refused to take slave-grown cotton. Yeah. Slave-picked cotton, sorry. Yeah. And Abe Lincoln wrote the British people yeah. a letter. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And also the it's British never, never built any warships for the slave mongers of the Confederacy. Of course we did. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. My ancestors, <laughs> my ancestors proudly built... Uh, um, CSS Alabama. Alabama. I like the way he says that. And mm. when I was in Alabama, Alabama visiting USS Alabama, Alabama. Don't, don't pronounce it, Sauce. When I was visiting US Alabama, USS Alabama, the battleship. I didn't mean lower your voice, you were fine. <laughs> they have a display to CSS Alabama. Mm. And the plaque on it said, built in Liverpool, England, Shire. And I marched up to the information desk. And I said, CSS Alabama was built by the Camelard shipbuilders of Birkenhead, Cheshire, on the opposite side of the River Mersey. Oh, I even understood a word you said. Three weeks later, I had a letter from the trustees of the USS Alabama Trust with a picture of the new plaque, okay. corrected plaque. So let me correct you. It's Alabama, not Bama. Moving on. <laughs> Can I just remind you, you speak English. Exactly. <laughs> Proper English. Yes. American English. There's a reason it's called English. <laughs> it's like that stupid GPS you was trying to <laughs> say it. It's called English. <laughs> anyway, talking about ghosts. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's probably here, isn't it? Right. <laughs> And, and the ultimate retort, of course, is... Which means something else. else, yes. It could actually be complimentary. Oh, as we say down south, isn't that 
just lovely. Isn't that interesting? Mm. It's really interesting. You know, all of you, all the listeners have gone. I know that. <laughs> Except for the two guys from the NRA <laughs> <or> outside. With <laughs> the KKK. What, Krispy Kreme donuts? Yes, yeah, very oh. good. I like Krispy Kreme donuts. My wife is a bit of a Krispy Kreme fiend. Really? Pigeon. In fact, we have... Uh, pigeon? Yeah. She's a we pigeon. Take take pigeon. Wait, 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 what does pigeon mean? This is something new. Pig, what does pigeon famous? mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. What is a pigeon? He said pigeon. Mm. Well, I can't do this. Your wife? Effect. Wait a minute. Your wife? Wait a minute. Your wife I likes to eat pigeons? No. Oh, no, 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 no. So okay. what, he said pigeon. What, explain what that means. You okay. just can't throw words off. I didn't say it. He did. The teller. <laughs> there explain we are. it. Um, you, the, dropped, you, you dropped You know the bird, the pigeon. Stop paddling. Yeah, we know the bird, the pigeon. How do you know the sound that they make? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Steve's wife sees cake, it's like, woo, woo. Oh, she's like Barry. And Dylan. Oh, really? cake. Cake is good. Does he? Yeah. Ooh. So how many ooh. cakes he's eaten since you've been here? Honestly, I'll tell you later. I saw the cookie stock. I mean, cake stock go up, the, so I figured it was. The, the teller of Curious Tales says he's got to North America, he's existed on a diet of party food. And coffee. Kids, kids party food. And, and coffee. coffee. Yeah. That's basically it. You're eating. But hang on. Who Halloween bought, Oreos. Who bought and just demolished breakfast? the Halloween Twinkies? We've only eaten one each. You say you had. There is one. Mm. There is there's a box of ten, two dollars fifty everybody, in job lot. Did job we get them in job lot? Well, no, you got them before you when we saw the dog in a dress. A Walmart. Walmart. Yes. Oh, a dog in a dress. That's how you mark the stores by what people yes. are wearing. Yeah. And they were still eight in the box. Are they? Mm-hmm. I bought some pumpkin beer. I know. Oh really? Pumpkin nice. beer. Yeah. He nearly, he nearly bought it. an iPad today. Oof. You what? Can't eat that, though. He nearly bought an iPad today, but then he thought it, it would have to come out of a cake fund. Yeah. Oh, well, you couldn't have that. No. 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 Not at all. So, anyways, do is there a, a real interest in ghost tours in the UK versus, or is it more tourism? Oh, the tours, I think, are, are huge. Well, the ghost tours embrace history, don't yeah, they? Because yeah. we have so much of it. Yeah. And I think anywhere you go, in any of the major towns or cities, and you, know, you will come across very soon. Except uh, Swaddling Coat. Tours. No, there's one there. You're joking. No, I am not. I am not. People go out after dark in Swaddling Coat. <laughs> against all advice, yes. My God. Are but, they armed? Um, they ought to be. But no, they, they, where I live, the little town, there's an occasional... Yeah, there's an occasional t- uh, ghost tour that takes place there. I didn't say it was any good, but it takes place. You should run one. No. You should. No. You should go to the Teller of Curious Swaddling Coat. There's a lot of curious people there. I know. I yes. Where is it? They, um, what is where, near where Near where the Teller lives, Yes. there is a very famous food manufacturing facility that takes recycled beer products and turns them into the most delicious of foods. For really? A food that is loved the world over. Marmite. What? Oh, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Melamite? Marmite. Marmite. The stuff you put down under? Huh? <laughs> well, if you've got some strange <laughs> habits, you might well do. You can place it down under if you wish. People tend to put it on their toast, but you've never heard of Marmite. Is that the stuff that's from Australia? You know, no, that's Vegemite. Vegemite, that's what I was thinking of. <sighs> What does that mean? You got something stuck in your throat? No. Marmite is 
the food of the gods. Yeah, you either Is like, that really good? You either like it or loathe it. So it's like Moxie then here. What? Moxie. What? <laughs> Moxie's the soft drink people put in milk. No. No, nothing even remotely no, like that. You don't like it or you don't like it. That's what I'm saying. Farmer's <laughs> yeast isn't the yeast. It's actually the, the left. When they, as part of the brewing process, obviously uh, they add yeast. Yes. And when the when the the liquid is drawn off, you have this black this sludge. Yeah, like a this, brownie this yeast sludge, yeah. which they then add huge amounts of salt to and ferment until it becomes this thick tar like salty, Ooh. very high in uh, min- minerals and vitamins and vitamin B and uh, they used to give it to pregnant women. Mm. Right. To keep the mouth closed. <laughs> but uh, you either love it, or, or you, in fact, that's it. a that's their advertising yeah, campaign. Yeah, they, they do. And it, it's if, if the wind is blowing in the right direction where I live, you can smell it. And I love Marmite. My, my wife hates it. One son loves it. One son loathes it. And it's the same with my wife and I. I hate it. My wife. She loves eating the stuff. You hate Marmite. Is it sweet or not human? Is it sweet? No, it's very salty. Yeah, it's all... so it takes it. the tiniest, tiniest, a pea-sized amount on buttered toast is sufficient. So you put butter on toast and then you put yeah. the Marmite. It's uh... very savoury. Huh. Or you can put it on crackers, you can put it on cereal. You could... They actually make a business making this stuff. Oh, yeah, huge business. God, it's worldwide. It's... And they've been making it since Marmite. Oh. They've been making it since the 1700s, haven't they? Something like that. Yeah. It's ancient. And it's still being made on the same site. Because around the area where they make the Marmite factory are all of the giant beer brewing plants. So they had all of this stuff left over. Yeah. And then they had this. Who the hell invented this stuff? So they, sick individual as far yeah, as I can It actually that. came about as an animal bite, <coughs> an animal feed. Really? And then some guy, and then, some farmer just said, well, they let, they let it, no, well, they let it go for a bit longer and it fermented. And somebody must have stuck a finger in it gone. As a deer, perhaps. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not too you bad. You know, Martha, that meat, too bad. <laughs> he was from Devon. He was on oh, was he now? He was on his holiday. God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's um. So you guys make fun of your, of your own. Yeah. yeah, the British are terrible for making if fun we, of each if, other. If we like you, yeah. If we like uh, a culture, society, product, mm. uh, then they offer a gate. Yeah. If we don't like, we just ignore you. Mm. Oh, it's it, you know you really take the mick. The more each other, the more a British person pokes fun at something the more they are in yeah. because our humour is such that we will poke fun at things that are in but won't be tied anybody else that pokes fun at them yeah. we can you can't because yeah. you're an American how can because you're an American yeah but I like you. you well we like you that's why we poke fun at you yeah but I can't you can poke fun at us but your sense of humour is rubbish <laughs> you don't understand irony you don't understand sarcasm. Oh, we certainly understand irony and sarcasm. You think you do. Mm. And how many times do you get, oh, I think he's saying all horrible nasty things about me? That's because you are horrible. <laughs> yeah, I can't hide behind the mask of irony. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be playing downright mean. Yeah. 
No, but that's that nasty little man. That's one of the things we do a lot is when, you know, you, when you're all people together, you just take the mick out of each other for hours on end. Take the mick? Take the mick. Yeah, it's one of the two. So that's a shot at Irishman. If there's one if inside there's one you, we will take that, yeah. <laughs> If there's one inside you, we will take the mick out of you. And they are fair game, that's fair. Oh, so. absolutely. And the other thing, we don't discriminate between any race, colour, creed, religion, everything, everybody is fair game. Yeah, you just treat everybody. It doesn't matter where you're from. Uh, if you are part of our group, you will get ranked. Yes. So you don't have hate wars in the UK? Of oh, course yeah. we do, yeah, and that spoils the, the British. That's actually causing problems because it's, it's suppressing our natural tendency to bond. I mean, one of the great British jokes is an Irishman, an Englishman, a Scotsman and a Welshman walk into a bar and there is some play between the four countries. Hmm. And they, in the, growing up in the 70s, 60s, 70s and 80s... Do you have one, have one of those jokes? Oh, crumbs. Not one that we can say on radio. No. <laughs> oh, mama. But in the 60s, 70s, 80s... Well, after World War II, we had a lot of uh, immigration in from the Empire. We needed workers. Um, right. And we fully integrated with them, and they became... You needed athletes for your teams. They became the butt of many jokes as a sense, as a term of endearment. Ah. And they gave as good as, you know, we, right. we, we had television programmes that okay. today are so politically bad. Yes. They're still funny to the British, of course, mm. because nobody, but nobody dare laugh. Mm-hmm. And people are now so careful to mind their P's and Q's that it's actually stopping groups of people integrating. And it's causing people See, to I, get to eyes. I always believe that when we grew up as kids, we did that. You know, Irishmen, and we talked about Italians, Polacks, all all the things. You know, we, we joked about it. We, you know, we told all the, the ethnic jokes to each other. One of the most and, offensive words yeah. in the British language currently, and I'm, I'm, I don't mind saying it on the radio because it's it is um, if you are Welsh, you are a taffy. If you are Irish, you are a Mick or a Paddy. Yeah. If you're a Scot, you're a jock or whatever. You said before, over here, Poles, Polacks. Yeah. The, and Pakistani was abbreviated to Paki. Yeah. To dis- distinguish them from the Indian. Right. Uh, that, that, the, that word, that abbreviated word is now so deeply offensive. It will, if I said that in Britain, I, I, I would get handcuffed and dragged away. Really? For inciting race, for inciting race, and it's only an abbreviated form of because it's now been turned into a a, sure. hate, a hate word. Well, it's, it's, it, it just never has a, been. It was used by a lot of people as a catch me all for Indian or somebody from Pakistan. Yeah. So because there is a you know, there's those two groups don't necessarily get on. Or doesn't that <laughs> no, they don't. Since they almost fought a war, my father did fight a war. Then that term is offensive to those from India. So it's become very uh, we sensitive. It is extremely sensitive. Don't be very bad. Don't be very bad. And I said that? No. Not in the UK. No. <laughs> and it, I think it's something that, yes, there have always been elements within our society, like elements in America, where they are xenophobic, <laughs> uh, feel for whatever reason their culture or race is superior. They're just, they're just dickheads. Yeah. I mean, you know, the KKK... The English Defence, the, the National, yeah. they, they, they deserve nothing better than being taken out in the field and 
beaten with hard things. Thrash seriously about the Hendon boy. Yes, because they are stupid. In the, they don't represent. But the in Britain now, the English flag, that's the cross of St George, mm -hmm. right. is considered to be an offensive flag. See, that don't get Because it was hijacked it. by these idiots. Yeah, but it's historic. It, it still has historic significance. Like the Confederate flag, love it or leave it, it has historic significance. And, and we have, you know, uh, tributes to Confederate generals, Confederate things. And they fought for this, their country, which is our country, uh, and they died for it. And to ignore that and make that disappear, you can't change history. You know, you, you've got to, if you are aware of it, you embrace well, it. If you, you embrace history, you, you, you throw the doors open to mistakes being made. All over again. And that's why we've got the old We had, back in the day, we had All in the Family, which is an extremely offensive show. If we played that today, there would be like tons of stuff going on about people picking it and, and sponsors dropping out and everything. Bill Cosby wasn't there, was it? No, but it was it was uh, it was it was very much uh, you know it brought out all that racist stuff, brought out everything, all the cliches, and what it did, it pointed them out, and you laughed at it because you realized how stupid they were, you know. And British comedy actually works by ridiculing things that yeah. are offensive. Yes. Yeah. But the problem is there is a very small minority of people who seek get to their be panties offended. in a bunch over it. Yeah. Mm. I think they're called social justice warriors or Democrats in the USA. In the USA? Yeah. Where's no. that Trump Kieran? <laughs> Is it here? No, unfortunately not. I, I almost, I almost I had a spot a, for that, you know. I brought you a gift from the UK, didn't I? Yes, you already mentioned that in the last show. Yeah. Yeah. So don't wear it out. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Blow you, it out. So you guys, do uh, you have anything coming up? Well, yeah. We do. We have a superb thing. I'm look, really looking forward to next Monday. If you're anywhere near Portsmouth and the Piscataqua River. Easier for you to say. Yeah, that is easy for me to say. Uh, there is still places, I think, left on the gondolo for a gondolo. Sea monsters and haunted lighthouses. No, ghost tour. And ghost tour. Ghost uh, with, with me and the Ron. If you go to any ghostproject.com website, you'll find details there. And a portion of the proceeds go to the Friends of Portsmouth Highway Life. House and the rest goes to where Ron's criminal lawyer defense. Yeah, absolutely. After the show, we will. Uh, and, uh, of course, next Tuesday night at the Wyndham Restaurant, uh, not very far from where we are in Rome. Dining with the Dawn. Dining with the Deceased. Dawn. With a... 18-rated after-dinner talk about crap ghosts. No comment. It's funny. Check it out. It's rude and it's funny. And there's the pizza from... Did you see that picture I, I sent months ago from the uh, the haunted pizzeria? No. In West Wales? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Where we get, that, where we get the pizza from the dead? Yes, I saw that. That was so cool. You can say so. Well, well it's three and a half thousand miles away and pizzas are right hot. I know. That's they, couldn't even, they couldn't even get them up from Lawrence hot on Saturday night. No, couldn't. And, and, yet, and yet the spirit pizzas get here steaming. Yeah. Anyway. Steaming pilot pizzas. Yeah. Anyway, it's moving right along. So uh, it's been great having the television oh, we here today. 
Okay. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Please do come again. <laughs> I think we should let the uh, teller of curious house end the show. Really? He should he should take us out to the tomb. Yeah, well, not done yet. So I know, but he we, he brought us in. He should take us out. I agree. He should before, take us out because um, Grover and PD have just arrived. That's up. Yeah, they're looking for you guys. Anyway, got your name on on his board. I doubt it. No, we're good. We only just got a minute left, so we're we're talking along pretty good. Anyways, uh, West Files. What is happening with the West Files while you're here? What is on holiday? Really? See, well, we finished season two. So you don't have your co-host uh, doing no, it? No, 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 no. We have uh, we, the season two finale two weeks ago and season three premiere October the 15th. Really? And we've got a big lead up to Halloween and some very special events at Halloween. Check that out at purewestradio.com on a Monday night, 9 till 11. Ooh, spooky. Which or, is- or on DAB because ours is a real radio station. What is a DAB? Digital audio broadcasting. Mm-hmm. It's real radio. If you say so. How many people does it reach? Six? Seven, I think. Oh, okay. You're out to the outer limits now. Yeah. <laughs> Got to the end of the road. All right, so there's well, the two. Sessions is watching the countdowns. Ah, eh? uh, whatever. What does he know? So when I was... Works we, in radio. Yeah, well, don't we all? He's got his own studio. Don't we? Oh, that's true. Come on, get us out before we get to the studio. And his van... He's got a studio in his van. Let him, get, drive, let him drive do the studio around. Let him do the outro. Oh, fine, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, Ghost Chronicles International have finished for the day. Steve Parsons and Van Helsing are returning to their respective crypts and will return again next week. Love and light. <laughs> From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good law.